0: This is Hashtag Finance, presented to you by the CSE, the exchange for entrepreneurs.
1: All right, well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Finance. We are broadcasting from my house in Newmarket, Ontario, and I'm being joined today by Brian McKinney with iSoft. iSoft is based uh, where? Where are you based today, Brian?
0: Uh, Well, conventionally, we're we're based out of Calgary, Alberta. We have uh, West Coast offices in Victoria, and that's where I am um, calling in from today.
1: Beautiful, I used to live in Victoria, I know very well, and uh, it's, it's probably a good place to be uh, during today's, you know, pandemic. <laughs> Which is sort of what we're <laughs> gonna touch on today because iSoft deploys a technology solution um, that, you know, I think, uh, I'm curious to know more um, about how it's being applied today in today's crisis situation. But maybe just for the users, just give them a bit of an oversight as to why iSoft has uh, the solutions that you guys deploy and in particular, I think Voyant Alert, which is the one that's really keeping you busy. Maybe just tell us a bit about how that system works and how it's being used today in the uh, pandemic environment.
0: Sure. Well, Voyant Alert is, is a little bit different from some of the conventional solutions that, that, that people might be familiar with. Uh, you know, the alert ready stuff from the federal government and whatnot. And you know, we kind of have we have a, a bit of a slide that, that, that we can kind of show people as well and you know shortly after 9-11 came out a bunch of solutions hit the market for community alerting and community engagement typically they do a great job getting the word out but they're often very text heavy uh, we, we we tend to feel that if we have access to a little bit more bandwidth um, we have the ability to kind of deliver a more enriched information package so whether that is inclusive of, of maps or rich media files uh, photos and imagery that thing um that 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 helps a lot in terms of engaging people a little bit more you know if you get just a bunch of text and words sometimes people gloss over it a little bit and and kind of move on but if you see that imagery and you see hey here's where the fire is here's where my mom's house is my mom's house is 200 meters northwest of the fire and this is her evacuation route it kind of drives home a little bit more of a of an urgency and and a little bit more Call called to, to action. Uh, so so, in general, we believe, you know, if you were to look down at, at the two two kind of images side by side, it comes down to which would you rather, you know, in, in an emergency, which one are you going to get more useful information out of? Um, and as, as you alluded to, we're seeing a bunch of activity these days coming out of our, our client
1: base with, with the COVID stuff. Right. And what, what client base are you working with? Who's, who's utilizing the system now? And uh, how are they using it today? yeah uh, we
0: we tend to sell primarily to small to medium-sized communities um, I, th- I think the, the large urban centers are, are typically dealt with you know with with the existing solutions that are out there but the underserved segment of of our society in our of North America is in that that small to medium-sized community range you know a, a solution that works well for a Toronto doesn't always translate well to a, a Lethbridge or a medicine hat or have you um, in terms of the infrastructure requirements to to deploy the system Um, so yeah we tend to focus on the smaller communities uh, the more rural ones regional districts counties Um, at present we have about 120 municipalities across Canada that we're providing service coverage to um, in terms of where where that is Uh, they run the systems themselves in terms of of pulling together the communications that they want to make and and communicate into into the community and you know i would say in the last month the system has been lit up nonstop.
1: (laughs) okay so Mm i always i always thought about your system as being like okay there's a fire there's a there's a physical um situation where people need to move or get away from or get to help and in this case we now have a pandemic a virus is a silent killer um it is uh you know moving in people it's 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 not something you can see with your eyes unless you can see someone who's got it um how does your platform help emergency responders and municipalities and, and other your communities that you're serving in a time of a pandemic what's the application doing for them so in,
0: in a lot of these cases it, it's just about communication you, you serve the public needs by keeping them informed right. and there's different mechanisms to do that you can certainly post information on your website uh, this is a little bit more proactive kind of a model where you can send them voice calls or text information that links to a private web page for them that, that shows a little bit more, um, provides a little bit more information. Um, in this case, it's everything from, you know, maybe the a little bit more direct information on what we mean by shelter in place and, and what, what those conditions apply to mm-hmm. um, information about, whether or not the low, what facilities are open and accessible and, and when they're shutting down. Um, if you have an emergency, who do you call now? And, and, and where, where, do you, where do you go in? So we're seeing regular communications going out from communities to their members almost on a daily basis. Um, you know, just keeping them informed. How many cases are there? What do they need to know? Um, what's changing um, in, in terms of what's going on?
1: Right. And, and does a user... Uh, the end user that's getting that information, they opt into getting the app, right? It's an app, or is it something they get passively through um, the carrier?
0: Um, well, both. So mm-hmm. it, it's their
1: choice as to as
0: to how they want to engage with with the service. So I would say 65% of our user base, maybe 70, download a, an app and they receive the communications directly through through the app. Um, for those others that maybe don't have or are less less comfortable with that kind of technology, we deliver the message through text-based messaging uh, with, with links through their mobile browser that will open up a personal web page of information. Uh, we deliver it by phone call or email. We also let municipalities integrate into their social media platforms. So it's all, all linked in and tied together.
1: Right, okay. And now uh, you guys are a public company. You've got other facets to your business. Is there anything else you guys are, are deploying right now? Um, and your technology stack that are helping people? Or is this the main uh, focus of your uh, business right now? Yeah, this
0: is the main focus right now. We do have legacy software uh, that kind of helped us develop the the Voyant Alert platform. A couple years back, we were interacting with some of our enterprise clients on the West Coast. And uh, they requested specifically a new kind of community engagement solution, something that was a little bit more... Um, enriched in in nature they wanted something that, that would talk to a little bit more context and provide more context during an emergency so that people could make better more informed decisions about what was going on around them um, right our history has been enterprise software so we have a lot of experience in uh, high volume scalability high reliability platforms that that sort of stuff and, and we applied all of those tools and techniques to the volume platform and you know. It's a good thing because, <laughs> as I said, you know, the system is is pretty much lit up all the time with, with people going going through there.
1: Good. No, it's, it's, it's good to be needed and wanted, uh, and even though it's challenging times like this. Now, with your company, you guys are um, – oh, you said you're in Victoria. You've got staff elsewhere. How are you guys dealing with deployment and working as an organization in a cohesive manner during uh, basically a lockdown? Everyone has to stay at home, stay within their communities. How are you yeah. trying to work together? Yeah, we have a lot
0: of practice in, in distributed <laughs> employee sets. So we have employees that, that, that are off in Europe or, or down in the States and, and spread out across everything. So, you know, when we moved from office space to work at home, it, it was a very small step for us. It was, it was, let's take this group of 10 people and we're going to have them work from home and, and the five over there, the same thing. So we as a company have a high reliance on, on all of the productivity software and solutions that are out there. You know, we use different, different tools for, for communicating back and forth things like Slack and, and, and kind of the conventional, you know, communication stuff. Our meetings are very regular. Um, Every, every morning we'll have scrum meetings that are going on to set everybody and calibrate it. Um, And then after that, we're on the phone the whole time
1: right. when we
0: turn and pivot to the client you know in in that case we're doing a lot more support these days um a lot more um where we see a lot of the, the the push points are those clients that have signed the deal and they're in the process of rolling out and so a lot of the requests that we're fielding these days is we need to accelerate it we you know we know we told you we wanted to to roll out next month but we need to go by the end of the week you know, how, how do you make that happen? Right. And so everything from training to everything else we're, we're, we're rolling through online, which is, is it, the capability was always there for us. So
1: nice. No, it's, it's uh, I guess for some, it's been a huge shift. Uh, I think for us at CSE, it's been uh, learned on the fly. how to do some things differently, but for you guys, it seems like you've already got it figured out, which is, which is awesome. Um, you're also running a public company. So uh, the, the stocks uh, symbol is, ISFT, you're listed on the CSE. Um, are you finding that with all the volatility in the market and everything that's uh, that's happening, uh, just as a marketplace in the stock world, um, you, you are you having to give a lot a lot of attention right now, or are you just focused on business and you have other people dealing with, uh, you know, the the investor relations and things like that?
0: Yeah, we um. So we just recently closed uh, a round of financing. <clears throat> Excuse me, which oh, was man. uh, we we were really happy about that. Uh, I mean probably some of the ugliest time to try and raise capital in in you know recent memory but you know we were able to pull it off with with some some help of some very very good people um in general however we try to stay focused on on tending to our own knitting and and we we really think that at the end of the day our performance is what's gonna you know cause us to stand apart and, and, and stand out if if we can execute on our plan and get our clients happy and, and thrilled with using the product, um, I think it it pays dividends through through this time. So we're yeah. hyper focused on support right now and and giving everybody everything that they need as soon as they need it, and 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 doing that.
1: And the model is is a per user, or you just sell um, enterprise solution to these municipalities and they pay you a lump sum or or a subscription. Uh, how does how does the model work?
0: Yeah, there's two kind of components to the, mm-hmm. to the pricing model. One is a baseline subscription, uh, includes a certain number of end users. Uh, we provide them with facilities to roll it out and a, a bunch of custom collateral that, that they need to kind of do that. Some communities already come with existing user bases established, in which case we just import them. So whether that's from existing data roles or um, oftentimes these days it's, it's a competitor solution that they've been in bed with and, and have decided to flip over to us. And, and, you know, we're, we're, we're moving across that way. Um, so there's, there's an element there of, of pricing that's an annual subscri- subscription fee on a, on a per user basis. Um, we typically overlay that with an, a usage fee as well, um, depending on the nature of the deal and, and the nature of the client. But at that point, you know, maybe it, it, it's a couple of pennies for every email or for every text message that's going out. And all of these add up and and kind of contribute to the the overall revenue stream.
1: Good good. Okay, so now looking forward um, you guys got your head down. What are your, how many hours a day is your team working deploying and managing and servicing <laughs> your clients? You know, we're we're
0: all pretty much like in in that 12-hour a day range these days. Yeah. Um, some of us longer yeah. as 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 we're doing it, but it's we're always on call for our clients. So night or day, twenty four seven, they stumble, they need some advice or some help, and there's always going to be somebody at the end of the phone.
1: Are you learning? So, are you learning anything about uh, crowd dynamics or human behavior through watching how people respond to your um, your your alerts?
0: Yeah, we we see a bunch of interesting information there in terms of the behavior. Um, you know, the the challenge is always when you have a voluntary registration system. Yeah. it 's always interesting to see what are the dynamics that that drive that registration um, certainly key events like this are, are a big contributor you know um, we 'll see we 'll see some clients are onboarding 700, 800 people a day in 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 these kinds of situations in terms of going out there. What we find is is that the more relevant the information is that 's being broadcast, the more people talk about it and and the more crowd sourcing elements that, that we get. Um, we've built into the solutions, especially the mobile solutions, an the ability now to forward on the messaging to, to friends and family members and peers and give them the opportunity to auto-register. So we're just starting to see the tip of that kind of um, come across. The other big piece I think that we have is, is we've, we've gone well out of our way to, to develop a system that, that's very much anonymous in nature. We kind of feel like for, for systems like this to be effective, people need to be comfortable with them. They need to trust the systems. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to do that when you go through a five-minute registration process and first name, last name, middle name, mother's middle name, um, you know, ours totally anonymous. Um, even with our location tracking, for example, we keep that on board the device. We're not doing active pinging of, of devices and, and location tracking. On, on those mobile apps, well.
1: Interesting, well, I'm looking forward to hearing more as you learn through this uh, very dynamic situation. Uh, how, how should people keep in touch with you and uh, your company? What, what should they be watching?
0: Um, you know, what we want them to watch is whether or not our usage fees are growing, quarter over mm-hmm. quarter, um, how much we're onboarding new clients, right? So yeah. this quarter we've onboarded about 35 new municipalities, which is uh, you know a, a pretty healthy number for us given the the time of year and, and and the circumstances but you know that's up 30 40% from from last quarter in in terms of what we're doing so we're seeing very strong growth across the board um, as we move into the states uh, in in a couple of months i think we want to see that kind of bump up yet again as, as as we're going through there so the two factors are how many people are we talking to and how often are we talking to them okay and Okay. i think those are the two good good anchor points that that we want people to focus on with us
1: all right and your uh, website's the best place to get information or do you guys have a yeah. active twitter feed and whatnot
0: Yeah, um, so either www.iSoft.com or www.voint-alert.com
1: and and either of them will find us. Okay, perfect. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us today. It's Brian McKinney from iSoft, uh, broadcasting from Victoria. I'm James. I'm in Newmarket, Ontario, just north of Toronto. And if you're watching today on YouTube, please subscribe down below. And if you're listening today on your favorite podcast uh, platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher. Just, just make sure you're a subscriber. We're going to be pumping out tons of content. Uh, finally, Canadian Securities Exchange is on Instagram, and we'll be doing live kits as well throughout the week. And as long as we're stuck in our home offices, we'll probably be doing more of this. So, Brian, thanks again. Good luck with everything, and thank you for your hard work. Uh, I hope it's making a difference. And uh, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.